0: So pay attention if that does come forward and bring your attention back up to that soul center. Keep your eye, your spiritual eye, focused inward and upward toward God. Let it open. And let in that opening, you begin to see the inner light radiating into you and from you as you share your love with God And God shares love with you. You, the soul. You, the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. Now, in this inner journey of meditation, there are other things that take place as well. So it's not all about psychic phenomena versus spiritual awakening, it also is about the process of spiritual awakening and what that experience is. As a child is growing up, from infancy into childhood, into adolescence, into the teens, there's a process of maturing, of growing, and a lot of different experiences that take place in that maturing process. And so it is in the awakening of the soul. But it is different. It isn't the same because It doesn't have a physical form that it is waiting for it to mature so that it can learn, that it can grow, that it can express. What is taking place on the inner levels isn't a maturing of a form. It is a process of awakening, awakening back to the truth that it already knows, that it already is, which is divine, living, loving essence. And so it's a process of awakening into that. Now, in that process of going to sleep where we lost sight of who we are as divine, where we lost awareness of ourselves as the living, loving essence of the Lord, we did that through the process of looking down and out and identifying ourselves not as spirit, not as soul, not as divine loving, but as the mind as emotions, as imagination and physical form and all the sensual nature that goes along with all of that. And slowly over eons of time, we have identified ourselves more as that essence of being rather than as the living, loving essence of the Lord, as soul. And that took eons of time to happen. It didn't happen overnight. Though, in truth, it did. When we look from the realms of spirit, there is no such thing as time. It is only a part of the illusion of this creation. So, in truth, the process is very quick, but at this level, it seems as though it takes eons of time to manifest. And so, this process of going to sleep to the divine that we are and waking up to the physical that we are, took time to manifest and to mature into what it is today for us. And so it is with the awakening. We are in the realm of time and space. And in that realm of time, it takes time to wake up into the divine that we are. Now fortunately, we have something working for us called grace, the grace of the Holy Spirit that comes present at the moment of initiation. It is anchored in our consciousness at that moment and gives us direct connection back to our own source so that we can begin once again to truly awaken to the divine that we are and to begin to hear that inner calling more present, more aware than we had before the initiation itself. And so in this process, there are things that do take place that I want you to pay attention to. As a child awakens in the world, so we are now awakening in the spirit. We are waking up. We are waking up to our own divine essence and we're becoming aware of that. And in that, we have to take responsibility for the awakening and for the awarenesses. Just as we are growing up as a child and we have to learn to walk and to feed ourselves and to clothe ourselves and to take care of ourselves and to think for ourselves and to take care of ourselves in all the different ways, such as through our feelings, our actions and reactions, so in spirit, As we wake up into the spirit, we also are taking on a greater responsibility. We are responsible for our actions and our thoughts in a greater way than we were before that time of initiation. But we're also very responsible for what we do with our time. How we spend our time. Are we giving time to God every day? Are we tithing to God the time that he has asked, that 10% every day to God? And opening the door in that process to allow God into our daily action, our daily life. And allowing ourselves to live in that movement of loving, not just in that 10%, but in 100% of our day, 100% of our awareness. So it would be great if that could happen on a regular basis. That we could sit down in meditation, we could focus inward and upward with grace and ease, and we would be aware of the movement of loving, and we'd be aware of the inner light of our own soul, we'd be aware of God's presence in us, and us in God. But it doesn't necessarily work that way. It doesn't work that way for me. I don't wake up every morning sit down in meditation every morning and have connection with God directly every morning. But I do have the intention, I do have the focus, and I do have experience of that movement of loving if I give myself the opportunity called time and focus into my meditation. It may be within the first five minutes one day, and it may be the last five minutes of my two and a half hours the next that I experience it. But if I give myself the time, the focus, the intention, I will experience that movement of loving in some form. Now, when we sit down and meditate... If we come into that meditation with expectation, that expectation is going to be between us and God. What did God say? Have no other gods before me. Well, guess what? Expectation is a God. And so if you have expectation that something is going to happen, you've now placed something between you and the divine in you, And that is what you're going to be focusing on. You're not focusing on God, you're focusing on your expectation, whatever that might be. So pay attention to where your intention and your focus is. If it's focused on expectation, on need, on want, if it's focused on judgment or fear or denial or whatever. Realize that you've placed something between you and that action of awareness and the divine that you are. And that whatever you're focused on, that's what you are going to move toward. So if you're focused on expectation, if you're focused on phenomena, then that is the direction of your meditation. If you're focused on loving, you will move into the loving. Does this make sense? I'm saying this because in meditation, it's different every day. So sit down and be present in the moment and see what's present today. And if it's a day of enlightenment, of awakening, of the movement of spirit in some form, enjoy it, appreciate it, honor it, love it. And be sure to write that down in your journal so you have a remembrance of that. Remember those things. And if you sit down in meditation and your mind is focused on other things and keeps distracting you into those things, away from the spirit, away from that inward and upward focus, let that be okay. And do whatever you can to bring your attention back to God, back to the divine, back to your own soul by chanting the hue, the anti-hue, or that name of God of initiation. And if you find yourself caught in a period of dry spells, let that be okay also. Those dry spells can be very precious moments on the spiritual journey. There's a lot of different reasons, if you will, why those dry spells exist. One is that at this time in your meditation you're burning off karma. You're burning off karma on another level that doesn't relate to this level or to this physical consciousness and so you're not able to pull to you the awareness, the experience, the process of that clearing and for a lot of good reasons. One. You don't need to remember or know what that's about. Two, you don't want to draw that into the consciousness and then have it anchor into the physical form so it has to be lived out here. Let it be cleared in the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit, if that audible life stream wishes to move in you and through you to clear things in an unconscious way, allow that to happen. Allow that to be. And be grateful even for those dry spells, for those places where nothing seems to be taking place. Because truly it's a great clearing that is happening. I remember when I had cancer and I was going in five days a week for radiation treatments for six months. And I remember one day laying down on the table to receive radiation and as I did I was laying there and I was looking around and I was aware of how much time this took every day to come and sit in the waiting room till it was my time and then to, to lay on the table and have them do all the adjustments and then to receive the radiation treatments and then to have them uh, get me ready so I could go on home. And I remember laying there thinking, what a waste of time. I'm just, I'm wasting time in a way. I could be doing so many other things. What am I doing here? Why am I having to to do this? It just seemed like a waste. And then I realized that in a way, that's what my dry periods of my meditation were often to me, a waste. It's like I'm wasting my time. There's nothing happening, so why am I doing this? I should be getting up and go do something. And as I laid there on the table receiving radiation treatments, I thought, golly. What's this about? And I realized that I was placing a judgment on my dry spells in my meditation. And that just as I was coming to receive radiation for a healing at the physical level, so I was going in meditation to receive a healing on a spiritual level as well as a physical level. And that it all takes time. And I wasn't conscious when I laid on the table whether the radiation was on or off, whether I was being bombarded or not, whether radiation was moving through my body. I wasn't aware that if the radiation was moving through my body, was it attacking the cancer, was it killing it, was it doing anything? I didn't know because I couldn't feel it, I couldn't see it. So how did I know? But I trusted that something was happening. I'd hear them flip a switch, and I'd hear them flip it again, and they'd go, okay, we're done. And I'd go, oh, okay. But I didn't know if anything happened. Well, that's often how my meditations had been, and still are sometimes today. But I've learned through that experience back in 1976 to allow myself that space to be present in the moment and just to experience the nothingness, not knowing what's going on. Is this light that's radiating through my body doing any good or not? Is it really present? Is it really, you know, did God flip the switch? I didn't even hear the switch get flipped. So how do I know if anything's really happening? I don't. But yet, I do it anyway. Just as I went every day, five days awake, a week for six months because I believed something was happening and I wanted something to happen. So I did it. That's why I did my meditations. Even in the dry spells, I did them because I wanted something to happen. And I figured after that experience with my my radiation treatments on that table and the awareness of all that, that maybe something really was happening. Maybe I didn't hear the flip of the switch. Maybe I couldn't see the radiant light or hear the sound as that light moved through me. But at some level, I trusted, I believed, and I was patient. And eventually, I became awake again in my meditation. I became aware. I became aware of the movement of the loving once again, and I could move forward into whatever experiences were next. So, at one level, it could be a clearing of karma. Another level of dry spells. If you remember a few weeks ago, I shared with you the process of initiation and meditation. And in meditation, let me say this, in initiation, at that moment of initiation, you have all the names of God anchored within you. And at that moment, you in a sense are called a soul initiate, if you will. You are a soul initiate. But it doesn't mean that you're anchored in soul. It just means you have available to you now the tools by which to go inside, to wake up, to become consciously aware of yourself on all levels of creation, including the soul and beyond. And it's when you wake up as soul and know yourself as divine at the soul level that is called the anchoring of soul or anchoring yourself in the soul realm. But with initiation, you now have the tools by which to do that where before you did not. And the process of meditation is one of Awakening into that and moving in that flow of loving as you do move back towards soul awakening, soul awareness, and anchoring yourself in the realms of soul. So if you remember, I shared with you the fact that there are levels within each realm. And we have to move through each one of those levels in our meditation clearing the path between us and our own soul where God resides within us, clearing that pathway so that we can walk it each day with awareness, with freedom, with experience. And so we're walking level by level through these different realms of consciousness, eventually anchoring ourselves or clearing our ourselves at a certain level so that that level is now free and we now are focused on going higher and higher it's kind of like going through grade school we go through first grade when we complete that we go to second grade we don't go we don't have to go back to first grade anymore we're complete there so now we can go on to the second grade we do second grade and we complete that we go on to the third Well, so it is in this process of walking this inner journey. Slowly but surely, we're clearing more and more of that which lies between us and God. And as we clear things at a certain level, we find that as long as we don't create new things at that level, we don't have a lot of work to do there. And we can now focus more on levels above that to keep on clearing and bringing this pathway open so that we can walk it back into the heart of God with awareness. Well, in this journey through these different levels, through these different realms, on each one of them is the etheric level of a realm. The etheric is the unconscious. So as we are meditating and as we are clearing through each of these levels, through the realms, we eventually come to the etheric level of a particular realm that we're working on at that moment, and we go unconscious. And so we're not aware of what is taking place at the etheric level of the unconscious, of the realm that we're working on, but we're clearing karma there because there is karma even in the unconscious. Even in the unknown, there is still karma. So when we're clearing in the etheric, we may have that experience of not having any awareness. We are unconscious in our meditation. So let that be okay as well, because it is a part of the journey. It is a part of the process, and allow that to be. But be aware that there will be a time where you will wake up on the other side of that unconscious level, the etheric level of that realm, and you'll be in the soul level of that realm and have a new awareness, a new awakening of the greater truth of the self. That's the anchoring of the soul at that level of soul in that realm. And when that happens, you have fulfilled a great, part of the journey for yourself through meditation, allowing the grace to work with you in your meditation to clear those karmas on those levels of that realm. And now you are free to move forward into the next realm. Does this make sense? It's a wonderful part of this inner journey. So much of it, though, seems to be unconscious because We are not always aware of everything that is going on. But let me ask you this. How much of today were you really aware of what was going on? How much? When you walked into your closet this morning, were you very aware of all the clothes that were in your closet, of all the clothes that you could put on that day? Were you aware of your environment as you walked from your closet through your house to your car or to wherever you went to after getting dressed and starting the day? Were you aware of the paintings on your walls? Were you aware of the colors in your home? When you were driving somewhere today, were you aware of your environment around you, of the buildings that you were passing, the people in the cars next to you, how aware were you? Or were you driving pretty much unconscious, unaware, doing routine, caught up in thoughts, in feelings, in actions and reactions? For the most part, we live our conscious physical life rather unaware. We don't really give it a lot of attention. And if we're not careful, we'll do the same in our meditation. We'll sit down, we'll close our eyes, we'll begin to chant the name of God or the Hu or the I. hue We'll begin to focus inward and upward. And 15 minutes later, we're caught up in something else. We're not thinking of God at all. We're off on another journey. And yet we don't even know how we got from loving God to wherever we are now. We have no idea, now how did, how did I get to this? You know, I was, I was saying God's name. I was, I was loving God, I was opening myself to receive God's loving. How in the world did I get to this place? It's because you went unaware, and you went on the journey of unawareness. Stay present, stay awake, stay focused. And believe me, that state of unawareness is just a part of this creation. The soul is never unaware. The soul is ever-present in the moment. The soul is ever-loving because that's its nature. But the soul is also experiencing. And it experiences even when we at this level are unaware. The soul is aware. The soul is experiencing. And it is a matter for us to just wake up into soul so that we wake up into awareness and can live in that awareness as much as we can. So allow that journey that we are on, whether we're with our eyes open and our body up and going, or our bodies seated or laying down and our eyes closed and focused inward, to allow those dry spells, to allow that state of unawareness, to allow that time where no experience seems to be present. And let it be okay and know that that is a part of the journey as well. And you do not have to understand the why of it. You don't have to understand, is this clearing karma? Am I going through the etheric level of a particular realm? Or am I just unaware right now? Am I not giving the attention I need to be giving to my meditation? Just allow it to be. And when you're in a dry spell, if you're doing your journaling, go back and find those places where you weren't in the dry spell and read and recognize the journey that you're on, the experience of the journey that you're on. And recognize the wonder and the beauty and the grace that is present in all of this. So that when you're in the dry spell, you have a reference point to God, to loving, to the inner journey. And why am I sitting here? Oh, that's right. And as you read along, you'll understand. I can remember one time when I was... I guess in my early teens, and my brother was going through a divorce. And I got really mad at God. And I got so mad at God, I was going to prove to God how mad I was, and I wasn't going to pray. I wasn't going to do my daily prayers. I'll show you, God. I'll just show you. You're going to suffer. Well, guess who suffered? Me. (laughs) Because the more I was going to prove to God how wrong God was by letting my brother go through this, and letting this divorce happen, the more I separated myself from God, the more pain I went into in that separation. And the more I was unable to, to be present and loving or to help the situation with my brother and my family because I myself was caught up in my own disturbance and the disturbance of my separation with God. And I can remember... Weeks into my, my demonstration to God how powerful I am and how, how I'm going to prove something to you, I realized I was hurting myself. I wasn't doing anything else because I was separating myself from loving. I was separa- separating myself from God. That's what I experience when I don't do my meditation. I feel the separation. I feel the longing for the loving pulling at me, calling at me. Come home, Jim. Come home. Where are you going? There's no place to go. Just come back. Wake up. Come inside. And I find that when I do my meditations, my day goes better. And when I don't do my meditations, there seems to be a little bit more of a struggle and a have to and whatever that might be. But I also know That just because I do my meditations doesn't mean that everything's going to be wonderful. It doesn't mean now that I'm an initiate and I'm doing my meditations that I'm going to find that mate that I've been longing for and looking for in the world all this time, or that my mate's going to change and become the person I've always wanted. (laughs) Well, you'd be surprised. Or that God's now going to supply me with all the abundance of money and financial needs in the world. Or that I'm now going to lose all this weight and be this sexy, slim person in the world that everybody's going to want. Or whatever that might be that's running inside of us. That's not what initiation is about. Not That's not what a meditation is about. That's expectation and that's looking for phenomena. God isn't phenomena, and God isn't found through expectation. So if you found yourself after initiation, or if you find yourself approaching initiation with a thought that this is a cure-all, well, guess what? You're still going to get hangnails, toothaches, headaches, back aches, and whatever else aches is going to possibly come forward because that's a part of this creation. But in the midst of all that aching, you're also going to feel that movement of the soul going inward and upward and waking up in the divine that you are. And you're going to approach all that of this creation, all that aching, all that stuff of the world in a different way and handle it differently. And it won't be such a challenge. It won't be such a hardship. And you won't place all the judgments on yourself that you might have before. I can remember I had a friend who at an early age inherited a lot of money. And they moved out of our neighborhood and lived in a very expensive home, and when he became a teenager he got a brand new car and drove to high school in his car while I was still taking the bus. And I can remember many times looking at that and being angry with God. Why him, God? Why can't I? You know, I love you. I pray to you every day. You know, I don't see him praying. I don't see him loving. I don't see him talking about you. You know, why does he have this and I don't? You know, why can't I have that? And then one day in my meditation, God says, what do you want? Do you want my loving? Or do you want the money of the world? And for one moment I went, oh, well, let's see. (laughs) (laughs) I can't go into a auto dealership, and buy a car with your loving. I can't pay my gasoline bills with my father's car that I'm driving with your loving. And I started adding up all these things that money would take care of. And so I I looked at the other side, and I said, well, God, I could have this with money, I could have that with money. And I looked at my friend, and he had all these things with money. But then I remembered, in the process of evaluating this, I've been with my friend one time when we were at a drive-in movie on a double date. And the girls had gone off to the bathroom, and we were sitting there talking, and he began to express with me all of his upsetness with his life and all the things that he was truly unhappy about, including this date. (laughs) Because he wasn't getting what he wanted on this date. And he thought, well, because he had the right car, because he had money, because he could offer her all these things, why wasn't he getting what he wanted from her? He was giving to her what she wanted. And as I was reflecting on this, as God presented it to me, I realized, I don't want that. That's not complete. That doesn't give me everything I want. And I realized that God's love does. With God's loving in my life, daily through meditation, and getting up and taking that loving into my daily life, I have everything I want. I don't need all this other stuff that I thought I needed when God wasn't present in my life. And so as you approach initiation or after initiation, if you find yourself living in that state of, well, Lord, I'm an initiate, why don't I have these things? Where is it? You know, are you going to pay my bills or what? You know, I don't want to work anymore, can you understand that? I thought that was going to be a part of this initiation action. Well, that's called your destinies in this world. And it's also called you allowing God's will to manifest in your life fully. And if God's will is that you have abundance in this world, including financial, then that's God's will. And it's for you to allow it to happen. But that's also the other tricky part, is getting out of the way and allowing it to happen. But oftentimes, even when God's will is present to give us a gift, to bring forward the blessings, the grace, into this creation, we start defining it and say, well, no, 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 God. You know, I want it in gold, not in dollar bills. You know, dollars may not be worth that much soon. I want it in gold. And God's going, well, I'm going to give it to you in dollar bills, so just accept it. That's the easiest way I can get it to you. And you're going, no, 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 gold, gold, Lord. I want gold. I want lots of gold. Well, you may have just stopped the movement of God's loving into your life as abundance financially Because you have defined it. You have designed how you want it. It's thy will be done, Lord, not my will. But I've learned something beyond that statement. Lord, assist me in bringing my will into the alignment with thy will so that thy will truly manifest through me in all ways, including through my will. Does that make sense? If you can begin to get that and do that, you'll begin to see a shift in your own consciousness and the shift in how things can flow for you and how God's will truly can manifest in your daily life. It's a wonderful process. So I share this with you tonight because it's very important for those that are initiates and those that are seeking to become initiates to truly understand this path so you don't approach it with illusion, with a want or an expectation. You approach it with loving. You approach it with the loving of God and the longing for God because that's what it's all about. And that's even what we read about with Hafiz tonight. Hafiz was saying, I know the love of God. I know the loving that is God in me and in you. Is your caravan lost? Are you with a caravan that is still wandering through the world looking for the wealth of the world, not realizing that the wealth resides within you right here and now? Wake up and know the wealth within you. Join the caravan that is on the journey back home to God, not on the journey into the world. Join the caravan, join the journey back to the soul, back to that seat of the soul, where God resides within you and where you find God. So I hope that that helps tonight. I hope that brings clarity I hope that gives you a little bit more of an understanding of this inner process, this inner dynamic, this process of initiation, and this inner journey through initiation and the name of God back into the heart of God. From which we came, so shall we return. And one day, you're going to wake up and realize you never even left. And that's the day I want to be there for. (laughs) So... I thank you all very much, and I guess we'll see you all next Tuesday. Yeah.